Man, this week's team, we are focusing on the Detroit, be right back, I gotta take a Pistons, just a rubbish team, just an, an eyesore of a team to watch, really, truly, they're 11 and 36, they're second to last in the Eastern Conference, surely gonna get another draft pick this year high draft pick so let's take a look at their roster let's let's see what they're working with here we got the trade di uh, trade deadline coming up february 10th i think this team's going to be active because the only untouchable person on this roster is uh cade cunningham and and i mean thank god this guy is on the team because otherwise I would have fallen asleep every five minutes trying to watch this team. Because this this roster's rough. This is rough. So highest paid player. Jeremy Grant making twenty million dollars this year. Makes twenty point nine next year as well. Now everyone thought Jeremy Grant was crazy. He was offered the exact same contract by the Denver Nuggets to stay with them. To, to stay. Jeremy, you did great in the playoffs. Come stay with us. Play with Jokic. It'll be great. It'll be great. Come on, come on, let's play. No. Jeremy Grant says, oh, actually, I have the same offer from the Pistons. I'm going to go to Detroit in the winter. Bye-bye. So he goes. And rumor has it he just wanted to be the the guy, the guy, the number one guy on a team. And apparently he embraced going to Detroit. He was excited, excited to be recruited by this team, excited to sign with them. And the Pistons front office loved that. They absolutely loved it. They're like... Never get free agents. This is lovely. Our last big free agent signing was Josh Smith. And that wasn't a disaster at all. We just got finished paying him last year. Or was it two years ago? They signed him in 2013. By 2015, they're stretching his contract. By 2020, he's still on the books. Unbelievable. Speaking of on the books, I'm looking at the dead salary on the Pistons roster. You know what I see? I see Lob City, baby. Blake Griffin, $29 million in dead money. That That's how much Blake Griffin's making. Yes, he, he's on the Brooklyn Nets, but... The Pistons bought him out towards the end of last season. And now they they basically just said they, they paid him to leave. Or, I mean, Blake wanted to leave. So, you know, they're, they're trying to make nice, do him a favor. But, yeah, he's just on the books. They're just paying a guy not on their team $29 million. Lob City, the other guy they are paying 
is DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. Come on. I know I know some of the listeners are young here, but you remember like 2013, 2014, 2015, maybe even a little bit, 2016? There was uh, this pretty decent team called the Clippers. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. Everyone thought, oh man, they, these guys are the future. They're the future. They're going to be winning titles. Multiple titles. No. No. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Worst thing they ever did. They blew a 3-1 lead. A 3-1 series lead in the second round 2015 semifinals to the Houston Rockets. And I think they were up 20 in game 5. They're about to go to the uh, Western Conference Finals. And uh, I, I believe it was Josh Smith. Speaking of Josh Smith. And who's the other guy? Who's the goofy guy? Oh, man. I'm blanking on his name. It's uh, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer and Josh Smith. Because James Harden was playing horrible in this game, and they end up benching him. And then Josh Smith, Corey Brewer just come off the bench, get the Rockets back in the game. Clippers, Clippers blow it. And then they did it again. But, uh, I mean, this wasn't Lob City. Way off track here. But, yeah, Lob City, they're paying. The Pistons are paying the old Lob City duo. $36 million this year in dead money. Why DeAndre Jordan? Because the Nets traded his salary to the Pistons. The Nets wanted to get off of him. They're like, oh, God. So Jeremy Grant is, uh, you know, in a lot of trade rumors right now. In a lot of trade rumors. I, I actually heard on a podcast that they... The, the the beginning of this year, like all the advertisements around the stadium, everything, the posters, banners, season ticket holders, what they what they put online and in the internet in the corner when they say sign up for Pistons season tickets, they would put Jeremy Grant's face in all of these places when they just drafted. <laughs> A guy with the number one pick, Kate Cunningham. Wouldn't you want to promote Cunningham and not Jeremy Grant, a.k.a. the guy who's about to <laughs> get traded in less than two weeks? I mean, they, uh, uh, surely they knew that Jeremy Grant was not the future of this franchise. Were, were they really that excited that Jeremy Grant wanted to come to Detroit? That they said, you know what, let's reward this guy. Let's reward him and just put posters of him everywhere in the Caesars, Little Caesars Arena, right? That's, that's their arena. It's definitely not Malice in the Palace anymore. Well, uh, that's just ludicrous. That's, that's ludicrous. And... Obviously now Jeremy Grant 
I don't think he's played in weeks. Let's let's look and see the last game he played in. Actually, I want to say it was like three weeks ago, December tenth. So I don't know what the deal is. Maybe he's actually injured. I have a hunch that he's he could probably play right now, but the Pistons are sitting him because you know they don't want to risk him going out on the court and getting injured. Um, while they're negotiating trades and whatnot, the the Pistons they want to get. I've I've heard they're they're looking at getting like two future first rounders for Jeremy Grant. I don't know who's gonna do that. Maybe someone will. I think I think they could uh, they could definitely get one. Definitely get one. I mean, is he's been the Jeremy Grant's been linked to. Almost every team, Celtics, Lakers, the Hawks, the Sixers, the Mavericks, every every team. But you know what? It's usually, it's usually, I think even the Heat at one point, it's usually the team that you don't expect. And that's where these players end up going to. And I'm gonna throw out a team. I didn't. He- I haven't heard any rumors about this before. But I was thinking about it. and I was like, you know, what about this place? It kind of, it kind of would make sense. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves have uh, salaries they don't need. I mean, Patrick Beverly's been decent this year. He's been on my fantasy team. He's putting up some numbers. Gets a lot of steals and blocks. That's why I keep him. But eh, you could probably do a little better. You could do better. Why not? Why not get Jeremy Grant? Or you got Torian Prince making twelve million dollars. I mean, I haven't watched the Timberwolves play in a while. But I, I mean, guys, am I? Am I assuming too much by saying that he, he's not doing anything for your team? Timberwolves fans, hey, hey, what's he playing, like 10 minutes a night at best? Come on. Throw in a future first-rounder, Torian Prince, maybe another guy to match the salaries, and get get Jeremy Grant. You guys, you got to try and make the playoffs. Let's go to the next guy, my old pal, Maple Dick, Kelly Olenek. Decent player, decent player. I saw him play last year, actually. I went to a Lakers-Rockets game. Kelly Olenek was on the Rockets. Played well. Olenek played well. He's making $12.1 million this year, Twelve point eight the next year. And the final year, looks like there's some notes here. Final year's not fully guaranteed. I don't know how much is actually guaranteed. Not positive, but uh, also Kelly Olenek, thirty years old. He's uh, actually, I think he's the oldest guy on this team. No, no, it looks like there's three. There's Kelly Olenek, Corey Joseph, and Rodney Magruder. So all of those guys are thirty. 
I, I, I don't know their birthdays off the top of my head. I don't know. I don't know which one of them is old, uh, the oldest. But Kelly Olenek is one of the oldest uh, players on this team. He's got to go. Kelly Olenek is a great playoff piece. Pistons, trade him for anything. Trade him for a second rounder. He's, he's you know... Why Why would you have this guy taking minutes away from your core? The core that you're trying to develop. It makes no sense having Maple Dick himself on the court. So yeah, trade him. The next guy. Next guy. I'm going down by salaries here, by the way. Cade Cunningham. God, rookies. Rookies get, get money now. Remember when they got paid like a uh, like Subway gift cards, you know? Subway gift cards like, "Hey, you know, $800,000 and you know, uh you know, we'll we'll get you some 25% off coupons to Leechman, to Caldor, to Ames, old Massachusetts department stores. Cade is the future this, this it's the only hope this franchise has right now and um he he's been awesome i watched him in these past two games by the way played the played the nuggets twice this week they played him on sunday and they played him last night which is tuesday recording this on wednesday and I I gotta say I liked what I saw. It's the first like full game I watched of of Cade Cunningham these two games because at first my I you know you're kind of going about what you hear around the league and you see a couple highlights. I know Cade's debut wasn't great by any means. He he's got great poise. For his age, I think he's either 19 or 20 years old, but he acts mature beyond his years. His shot is is great. He's you know every time he he shoots a three, I'm I'm confident that's going in. So that that's a good sign. Cade was driving up, and it was actually Jokic covering him up by the three point line. Cade made a move, making it look like he was going to drive to the basket, pulled right back, and uh, 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 uh. Jokic acted like he got shot in the foot, wobbling backwards. Cade might have pushed him. I would have to look at the replay. But, you know, Cade splashes a three right in front of Jokic. Jokic was complaining. That he was pushed. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I'd have to look at the tape again. And then at one point, Aaron Gordon was able to steal the ball from Cade. This was was either in the third or the fourth quarter. Cade's around the foul line trying to read the court. See who to pass to. Then Gordon just steals the ball from him. Gets a fast break down the other end of the court. Cade. I don't know. It didn't look like Cade was going to be able to catch up to him. Last minute, Cade blocks it. Oh, my God. So this 
this is a future all-star here. Though the way this guy can shoot is uh, creative moves around the basket. This guy's an all-star. The uh, I mean, if he if he was on a playoff team, maybe he'd be an all-star this year. With the numbers he's putting up. I mean, it's too bad if, if even if he improves next year, he might not make the All-Star team if the Pistons are a horrible team again. Which is too bad, you know. You hope that the Pistons are going to be able to get uh, put good talent around this guy. I hope. Yeah, the Little Caesars Arena, by the way, plays very strange games in between commercial breaks so they had uh, a bunch of the NBA mascots participating in a game of red light green light which was directed by a young girl a young fan you know choosing who to eliminate each round and they were playing the squid games music because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't watch these games live. I'm watching the replays, and the website, this special website, I found that uh, you can get access to these games for a very special price, free, and they always play what's happening in between commercial breaks inside the arena. So if I'm just, like, looking at my phone right when they call a timeout or whatever, sometimes I'll leave it on the computer instead of skipping it. And I'm watching this, and I'm like, this music sounds familiar. What is this? Oh, my God. This is the Squid Games music. Why is there a, a, a young child participating in this right now? Anyways, who else you got? Uh, Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph is uh, on the roster making $7.3 million this year and uh, then has a player option for $5.1 million next year. Interesting. He is the highest paid player on the team who has appeared in a D-League game, actually. We usually uh, will point that out every week for each team. And, you know, he's a backup point guard who is playing uh, starter minutes. He is starting for this team right now. He has some nice chemistry with Diallo, Hamadou Diallo. Very nice uh kind of dish in front of the basket to Diallo uh, in the second game against the Nuggets where um, he had he had Joseph slashing to one side of the basket sees Diallo coming from the other side zoop right there Corey Joseph is that he's shooting 44 percent from three this year which is actually a career best I know we're only halfway through the season so that will probably go down a little bit but I don't know I mean does, is he is he a, a good mentor to these guys maybe but can you get a second round pick for him 
also maybe. Yeah, 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 this guy's 30. He's he is what he is. He's he's not going to not going to improve anymore. Hate to say it. Mr. Corey Joseph, he is a an NBA champion, so I hate to talk down about him like that, but you know, this is, I don't I don't see him developing anymore. Corey Joseph, backup point guard. He'll be remembered as a a decent backup point guard. That's his legacy. So, why have him on the team? If you can get a, a second-round pick, trade him. By the way, Sunday, the first game against the Nuggets and Pistons was actually on at the same time as the Chiefs game, and there was actually a lady sitting in the front row at the arena in Denver wearing a Chiefs jersey. And the announcer's... <laughs> The uh, the play-by-play announcer was like, oh, look who we have here. We have a Chiefs fan. And the color commentator, I don't know who it is, but his delivery was hilarious. He's just like, what's she doing here? <laughs> and he, he made a good point. What the hell was uh, a diehard? If, if you're going to wear a jersey of a different team and a different sport to an arena then you're definitely a diehard fan why is a diehard chiefs fan watching a basketball game when the chiefs are playing in elimination game like come on what are you doing and then they were showing people in the box suite you know the the seats that are in between the the nosebleeds and the lower level. They have TVs in there, all the free food. I've sat there before, but he, it was just showing fans watching the Chiefs game <laughs> in the box suite, not paying attention to the, the the Nuggets. They're probably like, I don't care how good Jokic is, I'm I'm watching Mahomes. So, Killian Hayes. That's our next guy on this roster. Drafted uh, uh, pretty high overall last year, from what I remember. I mean, let's let's verify. Kevin O'Connor really talked this guy up. He was drafted seventh last year, 20, 2020 draft. Which, oh, by the way, he is the, the longest tenured player on the Pistons. Yes, Killian Hayes, drafted in the year 2020, is the longest tenured player on the team. Now, if you if you don't follow the NBA closely, please know that there's 17 roster spots. So that means that since the year 2020, the Nuggets have completely transform their whole roster there is there is not a single player that was on the team in the last decade in 2019 now on this roster so clearly clearly the definition of a rebuild and Killian Hayes has been a disappointment he has been he can't shoot. I saw him airball it in the second Nuggets game. But, let's say, he does make nice passes. He does have good court vision. 
is he is he pushing the ball a lot? Not as much as I would hope, but you know when he's at the at the top of the key, looking around, seeing who's open, finding the slasher. He usually sends him a pass right on the money. So there's that. There is that. But can you really have an NBA career from just being a good passer? You need another skill. If you're a guard in the NBA, you gotta you gotta shoot at least 30% from three, right? If you're gonna be playing 20, 30 minutes night in the NBA, you gotta be above a 30% three-point shooter. So what, let's see what he is right now. This, uh, this is gonna be cringeworthy, I bet. Okay, not as bad as I thought. He is uh, 29% from behind the arc. He attempts 2.8 threes a game. So, you know, you drafted him high. There's really no value around the league. I, I think everyone kind of looks at him as a might be a boss like no no one's going to trade a first rounder for him it'd be crazy to do that no way i don't know what you do i i i think i think the pistons should hold on to him just pray to god that he has a, a really good third year maybe fourth year Hopefully, I don't know, making $5.5 million. Hey, you guys want Dennis Schroeder? We'll take Killian Hayes. Mm, I don't know. Not looking great. But you know who is looking okay? The next guy on this list. Amadou Diallo. Making $5.2 million this year and next year. It was a, it was a good little pickup. They traded for him at the uh, deadline last year. I believe it was Svi Mihailuk. Mihailuk, he was on the Pistons last year. Actually acquired from the Lakers a couple years ago. Ended up on the Pistons. Pistons swap him for Amadou Diallo. Diallo came from the Thunder. I think he actually played with Westbrook, actually. I think he was the last connection to Russell Westbrook for um, the Thunder. But he's he's been nice. He's not really a shooter, but he is very aggressive. He's, he's very aggressive with driving to the basket. Um, actually can put the ball... In the bucket, I, uh, when he drives, unlike Marcus Smart, who is also a similar body type, a little bulky, got a little muscle on him, but um, can actually finish at the rim. I like him. I think he's. I think he's a pretty good player. So uh, he's only twenty three. Yeah, why not? 
why not just keep him? I mean, obviously, if someone's going to offer a first-rounder for him, <laughs> take him. He's, he's yours, but... Uh, hmm. Yeah, just just hold on to him. Why not? Unless unless you need him for salary filler in a in a trade where you're gonna get a better player than Diallo. Next on the list is Josh Jackson making five million dollars this year, an expiring contract. This guy I mean, I think he was drafted fifth by the Suns. The Suns I think they just declined his fourth year option making him a, a free agent last year so or no 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 I'm sorry he Josh Jackson was they uh, well they did decline his fourth year option and I believe they traded him to the Grizzlies this would have been the uh, the pandemic year the first pandemic year you know it's sad I thought the 2019-2020 season was going to be dubbed the pandemic year. But now we're in our third pandemic year for the NBA. In life in general. It's uh, it's the way of the world right now. We are all adjusting. But Josh Jackson, I know he signed with Detroit as a free agent last year. It would have been his fourth year on his rookie contract. Suns declined it. Becomes a free agent. Goes to the Pistons. And he's he was okay at, uh, during certain points last year. I think really because it was you know no one else to score. It was just him for the most part, and they were tanking, so they were giving him more minutes. But this year, I I didn't like what I saw from. Uh, the two Nuggets games that I watched. Little, uh, little out of control. Driving to the basket. Yeah, you can get to the line here and there. But, uh, oh my god. Three, three point attempts a game. Three, three point attempts a game. Shooting. 26% from behind the arc. But he is a he's averaging 7.2 points a game on six attempts. Six attempts every game. I I would not bring this guy back next year. I also I've heard he's got some attitude issues too. Maybe that's changed. I don't know. Let's see what uh let's see what the Pistons Reddit is saying right now. Let's let's check in with them. Um they're they're saying they're happy for Stanley Johnson. If you guys don't remember, Stanley Johnson was drafted by the Pistons eighth overall in twenty fifteen. Uh it's mostly just people talking about Kate Cunningham on the boards here. But guys, I wanna hear about Josh Jackson. Do you guys like him?
Yeah, guys, like, it's all Cade Cunningham highlights. I mean, I mean, as it should be. Probably not the place to look for information about Josh Jackson. Uh, yeah, don't bring him back next year. Um, next, Isaiah Stewart. He was, uh, he was drafted, or 2020 he was drafted. Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey were in the same draft. So... The 2020 draft, the Pistons had Killian Hayes. They drafted Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey. So three first-rounders. And uh, out of the three, I guess Isaiah Stewart's been the best, right? He's... uh, He certainly doesn't take any crap from people. He saw... Tried to one eight seven LeBron. What was that last month? Two months ago? Jeez. Yikes. Um. And then Sadiq Bay having a rough year. Let's let's be honest. He uh he cannot freaking guard. He cannot guard. Oh my God! The second game against the Nuggets. Everyone. Everyone was just going right to the basket. Jeff Green. I mean, my God, Jeff Green is 35. He's looking like he's 25 dunking at the rim, which is actually pretty amazing. That's a, that's a whole nother topic, but, like, how is Jeff Green still that athletic at 35? Like, that is it's something sneaky, really. I don't think people realize he's 35. They probably think he's, like, 30 or 31 but no he he's old his is is one of his greatest dunks was the uh the 2012 2013 season against the jazz i think he dunked over al jefferson and oh my god it was an oh my moment as the jazz announcer said during the broadcast but yeah this is sadiq bay He's known to be a shooter. He's he's a, he's forward, small forward, but it's weird. This Pistons team, they don't really play a center. I, if you want to call Isaiah Stewart a center, it seems like it's just Bay and Stewart in the front court, and then their backup is Trey Lyles. And it's pretty painful to watch. Jokic just at one point was like, oh, okay, free lane to the basket. Thank you. I'm going to just dribble. Boom. And then uh, another player had one as well. Oh, Aaron Gordon had a crazy dunk as well. It's like, I mean, uh, let's be honest. The Pistons are definitely not trying this year so i'm sure this is all part of the big plan you know let's let's just make sure Cade can drive to the basket let's just worry about Cade's development who cares that we have a department store mannequin guarding the basket it's fine okay who's next frank jackson saw him briefly play in last night's game, hit a three. Believe it was a pass from Killian Hayes. Uh, good court vision. 
Um, I don't know much about this guy. I know he used to be on the Pelicans. He's only making $3 million, so... Well, whatever, he's 23. Develop him. Maybe he'll be the next Spencer Dinwiddie. Ooh, actually, I shouldn't say that, Pistons fans. I'm sorry. You guys gave up on him too soon. So then after that, Sadiq Bey making $2.8 million. Um, I, I brought up his stats here. He's shooting 33% from three right now, which is not horrible. Not a bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. No. Um, 15 points a game. Not bad, actually. I had him on my fantasy team at one point. I believe I took him off because of his free throw percentage, I want to say. Oh, no, his free throw percentage is fine. I don't know why I took him off. And uh, It must have been field goal percentage. Yeah, it was probably field goal. His field goal percentage is 38%, which is actually pretty lousy. Or not great, at least. But, you know, develop them. Develop them, unless someone's like, hey, we like Bay. Bay all day. How about a first rounder? If it's a really good first rounder, I'd take it. All right, let's 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 finish this up. Next two guys, uh, Trey Lyles, Rodney Magruder. That's, uh, those are the last two we'll talk about. Um, Trey Lyles, ay, 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 this guy. He, he keeps finding jobs in the NBA, but um, he's shooting 28% from three? this year that's also what he shot in Denver in, in his final season 20 or no it was 25% from 3 uh, guys this is just a rebuild it's just a rebuild you've been through a few in the past decade or so but be glad you you won in 2004 I know if you were born in 2004, God, you would be turning 18 this year. Yikes. Okay, so, alright, you can't really use the, the 2004 excuse anymore. Um, yeah, you guys have sucked for a while, so hopefully you don't screw up this rebuild. Just keep getting picks. Keep getting picks, making smart trades, and don't do what the Pelicans did. Don't don't sign guys to horrible contracts. Don't sign D-level free agents to B-level contracts. I Whatever the hell that means. Just be smart. And I think you, you guys are being smart. And it's time for our movie of the week our film today it's not just any film it's from 1946 the beast with five fingers 
Not two, not three, not four, five fingers. So going by the title, you'd think this is some dumb monster movie. Maybe about a gorilla or something. Wrong. It's about a dismembered hand that kills people. This hand also plays a piano. Which instantly makes me think of the Goosebumps book. Piano lessons can be murder. So, how does this hand get dismembered? Well, let me explain a little. Inside an old Italian mansion he lives a piano player. He's a rich mofo with a pretty sweet book collection. One of his workers named Hillary, who's a guy, loves his collection. Hillary is played by Peter Lore, most famously known from the movie M and Casablanca. Hillary can't get over these books. He especially loves the books about outer space. The stars, the moon, the sun. This guy is obsessed with this piano player's book collection. I wonder if he has any piano books. I'd imagine he would. Maybe maybe this guy has a uh, like Beatrix Potter or some shit too. I don't know what else what else was around back then. But um the rich D bag piano player ends up dying. And his family comes to collect the will. Like every family does. Hey You know it's sad that uh cousin Earl died, but Hey, who's who's taking that piano over there? I might be able to fit that in my pickup. So, the family comes collecting the will. Hillary is upset because the family is going to take the books away. They're going to take the books. No, my books! Not my books! This guy is just so obsessed with these books he's just like "Ah, i want my books so it's like okay this is weird then they have some guy some guy come to write the will a will writer is that what you call him a willsman (laughs) hello i'm the willsman i will be verifying the will so and we get some hanky panky going on. The lawyer drawing up the will dies. Dies. How? Well, in a pretty strange way, he is at his desk just writing the will or fixing the will, whatever. And then we just see the door open. And from the killer's point of view, We see him going towards this lawyer, and he just starts backing up, backing up into the wall, and he just accepts that this guy's about to kill him. Or a girl. Could be a girl. 
could be a girl. And he dies. That's it. That's it. Dead. He could just ran or hopped out the window that was next to him, but no, he's just like... I, he's just so deathly afraid that he just accepted his fate. Doesn't even yell or anything. Doesn't yell, hey, what are you doing? Why are you about to kill me? Ah! Nothing. So, one by one, I think you know where this is going. People are getting murdered from some unseen force. And we're all trying to figure out who did it. And we're inside this big Italian mansion. But it's just not that scary. It's not that scary. And... I don't even know what to really call this kind of film. I guess it's a mystery, a murder mystery, because it's a. I don't think it's like straight up horror. I, I don't know. There is some supernatural stuff. There's some psychological stuff going on, but I don't think it's enough to call it a psychological thriller. There's not enough supernatural stuff to call it a ghost story. It's kind of a unique movie in that sense. Also, when you think of horror movies, you really don't think the 1940s. You know, 1920s, you had some popular silent horror films, Phantom of the Opera. 1930s, that's when you have the, the Dracula, the Mummy, all the universal horror movies. And the 40s... Not, not really anything. Nothing really comes to mind. You get to the 50s, you have all the the classic sci-fi alien movies, flying saucers, or giant monster movies. 1960s, 70s, you start getting, you know, foreign horror films start becoming more popular. Got a, a lot going on in uh, Britain, the Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing movies. And then by the 80s, it's just horror all over the place. It, it just proves to be a profitable genre after Halloween came out. So everyone's trying to dip their hand into the pot. Not to spoil anything, but there are some decent special effects for its time, which definitely inspired future movies. So, influential in, in some sense. What am I going to give it? I'm going to give it the Abbey rating. It's not garbage. It's not anything I'd recommend. It's just... Ugh. Just another one to cross off the list, basically. not even sure why I picked it. I guess because there was nothing else on the page that I was looking through. As you know, I pick out all my horror movies from a 
creature feature horror movie guide that was released in the year 2000. It has all horror movies, psychological thrillers, uh, sci-fi, uh, fantasy, and anything in between. Any Anything that couldn't happen in reality that uh, occurs in a movie uh, is in this book, basically. So, uh, it's um, going from A to Z. It's gonna take a while. I'm on the B's. I'll probably be in my 80s when I'm on the Z's. Hopefully I make it to my 80s. I'm not sure if I will. I probably should stop eating pizza at midnight. Okay, this uh, this was a pretty mediocre episode. I'm so sorry, guys. I hope the hip-hop is much better. Any town, you... Not even you with it. Any town. <laughs> Take, take the medicine, taste break, got the key to the city, and wake back. Way before the media shitting, a 12 zipper gang paint, the origin of a thievery leader would take place. Two coke bottles adorn the rogue toddler. Grab a little refrigerator, dab a vanilla wafer, and no role model. Provoke him to shift focus, cause he noticed that a cookie tastes better when it's stolen. Kids got the darndest quirks, 11 arms skip doors for his mama's purse, and bought enough fireworks from the bullies to blow up a small barn, which he kept in a box in the yard, and the park isn't carved from a kleptomanthem, but a kleptomanthem, preface the grand canvas, dance to the dirt, stand up, celebrate the natural need to own what ain't earned, he rolls up a tongue like a smoke ring, rolls up a lung till it's done, ready, set, kept, put his dubs on a post-it, later reply to motors to a moment on some grown shit, hey, you with the sharp ambient, did you forklet a GM or you carpet a DM? Or play the porn game, porn and get the short way to freedom or correlate with the sword clay and heathens. Trickery and back talk fresh out of high school on the prickly catwalk of the modern grind slide rule. Every last number in this history got its own little hustle to nuzzle up with the victory. Thanks. Bathe in a bottle of your finest. Tackleberry sift through the piss looking for diamonds. What the hell appears to put the chemi in the climate. Get your money from the riches, get your pussy from the fly. Slow and low, do it dot com. Suicide king in a tug of the palm. Slow and low. Do it, die stuck Two to five cans in the tuck of the truck And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you Come on Rip, 
Better get the master plan so when the workers are asleep with graphic speed. Yes, the pig is a cop, but gotta fill up the flock. So when I rig in the big and I hope the kitties will watch, I hope the flipping of the system will be heavily clocked. Cause opportunities fickle up there and trickle it stop. Capture the flag, drag that crass little bastard flat through the hazmat glass. Laugh when he asked for it back. Scratch that, welcome to the magic in a basket of cash. Slow and low, do it dot com. Suicide king in a tug of the palm. Slow and low, do it dot stuck. Two to five cans in a tug of the trunk. And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you. And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you. And these are the five fingers that are stealing from you. Come on.
Sometimes I just look at how you bomb it thick Before I split you wide open and I take a whiff You so fine, and now that you mind, it's that time I'm holding on you close, can't wait to recline Slowly dig you out and spread you across the sheet Run my fingers through your head till you're soft and sweet As you're clinging to my fingers, time to get you hot Wrap you up real tight and then I lick the top Got you properly positioned to consume your whole But I know once we together, I'ma lose control Anyway, I spark the flames and the games commence As your aroma take over, I get faded quick See, you feel me with a feeling so fulfilling and thrilling That without you, it's a doubt to be a reason for living I spend my last cash, even choose to fight But yet, I would even share you if the mood is right Let's get high Cranium, hardcore vicious, flows as cactus. This shit sounded kinda geranium. Posted in the back with my Justin Bieber's. You front one time and I fucking leave you. Niggas that was with you, you seen the fire eagle evil. I knew them bitch niggas would leave you. I could go there, but I don't wanna go there. Cause really, if I go there, I guarantee they won't find you nowhere. Soft motherfucking clown. You don't wanna see the stage and bumpy nuts and KRS is around. Johnny Hustle, get the money, make them pay in a duffel bag. And if the money comes short, they meet the muffle mag. These bitch niggas in the game hit it, bumpy got a beef. Now they all hiring some muscle fast. Word. Pick up the old school heads from the West Coast. Word up. OGs in the street. Rock it out, y'all. Yo, 
many MCs must be shocked Before somebody says Chris can't be stopped Stop Chris! There's no more labels, so we can't be dropped We dropless, I'm on every MC's top list And after I drop this, they gonna cop this This is what true hip hop is Stop Chris! Innovation, experimentation, inspiration You know everything Fox is Stop Chris! Don't hurt him! Big mouth amateurs, we working and overexerting them. Like Death Jam, we jerking them. Rocking a cradle, turning these infants over and burping them. I laugh at what y'all do. Y'all just rapping and rapping, and no one's even asking you to. Know your history, blast masters, who? Knowledge reigns supreme, the last of the true. Niggas, I spit so tough, inspired by Kaz to be lyrically nasty. So when I get at you niggas, I switch it to raspy. Turn the beat up, you punk niggas get beat up. My bump garvin' up in this bitch. I turn the fucking heat up. I'm the alligator grinning ass, winning ass. And we'll tell a nigga to his face that he whack. When I'm ass, fill a blast. Fuck around in that mic, I'ma fill a gas. I shoot a hole in your potato, your brain is mashed. The garbage man is your hype, man. Your shit is trash. Shit is trash, B. Come on! 